Good evening. Uh, so if uh, if Joe was uh, the filler for this morning, then uh, I guess I'm the last bit of filling before uh, <laughs> uh, we get our normal speakers back. So I don't know what you would have to. I don't know what part part of the paper that would have been. Uh, but anyway, uh, kind of just kind of reviewing what uh, we've talked about in the youth group uh, class. I've been teaching that the past two weeks uh, with uh, Tim absent. So uh, we kind of talked about uh, things that tend to distract us or deter us from answering God's uh, answering God's call, if you will, or just answering something that God's put on your heart uh, in, in that time. And we kind we kind of examined two uh two stories uh this morning we talked about uh Moses but last week we talked about Jonah and uh what we seemed to gather was there's really two big things that usually made us not go to what God was asking us to do and uh the first one was uh just being plain scared or not being uh, brave enough to do it um and the other one was just being apathetic and lazy uh, and then, and a lot of things, they kind of intertwine, you know, you had a little bit of both in each one, uh, and the youth, uh, I asked them to come up with some, uh, I asked them to come up with some reasons and they, uh, said, uh, sometimes it just wasn't comfortable, uh, it was not convenient or there was, uh, other things that they viewed as more fun to do, uh, more, uh, uh, not having the amount of confidence in themselves uh, to do what God's asking them to do, uh, embarrassment and peer pressure had a big uh, was one of the ones they mentioned, and lastly, uh, just no motivation. Uh, and so uh, we'll be talking about Jonah uh, today. So if you want to go ahead and turn to your Bibles, uh, turn to Jonah chapter one. Uh, and the first thing. Uh, well, Jonah's situation was a little more on the, I just don't want to do it side. Uh, so we, we, and all those pretty much tied into that, you know, they're, they're not so much lack of confidence. I think Jonah did think that he could do it with God's help. And he just was angry with the Ninevites. Uh, if you know the story, uh, God wants Wants him to go, he wants him to go to Nineveh and preach to them because they're a wicked, wicked city. And uh, we can just go ahead and read uh, Jonah chapter 1. Uh, I'll be reading uh, verses 1 through 3 right now. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amita. I don't know the names. I don't know how to pronounce the names. I do apologize. Amita. Uh, go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it because the, the wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord, uh, headed to Tarshish. Uh, he went down to uh, Joppa, where he found a ship uh, bound for, for that port. After uh, paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed to uh, Tarshish for free, uh, or to flee from the Lord. So the first, uh, issue, the first problem we see that Jonah's done, God's directly given him something to do. God's told him, the word, it says the word of the Lord came to Jonah. So I think it was probably pretty obvious that that was God speaking to uh, Jonah, uh, telling him, hey, I need you to go do this. I mean, 
it seems pretty crystal clear. Uh, but the first thing we see here is uh, Jonah just straight up disobeyed. Uh, Jonah disobeyed uh, God. Um, and there was consequences to do that. And, you know, I'm not trying to give Jonah a pass, but he does have like what the youth uh, listed off. That was probably not going to be the easiest thing to do. I mean, I, you don't want to go to a really rough part of town or you don't want to go to a city that you know is not a good place to be. And you don't, it's just not very comfortable getting there. And we talked about having to get out of our comfort zone. And that kind of goes with just being convenient. I'm sure Jonah had plenty of other things that he would, he thought he needed to get done. But obviously God wanted him to be doing this. Maybe embarrassment wasn't so much a thing. I'm sure maybe he was afraid of being embarrassed by the uh, Ninevites. Uh, but ultimately he didn't want to do it. I mean, that was pretty much the, uh, the, what it boils down to. He didn't have the motivation and he just didn't want to. He didn't like the Ninevites. There was anger and hate towards them. I mean, and if you go back and read chapter four, after he goes back and saves them, he still is like, he's mad at God that he saved such wicked people. Uh, and so there, Jonah is not in the right uh, state of mind, but the first uh, thing that he does wrong is he just disobeys God. He runs from God. Uh, and then uh, skipping on to uh, verses 11 through 17, I'll go ahead and read that. The sea was getting rough and rougher. So they, so they asked him, what should we do to make the sea calm down for us? Uh, and Jonah's saying, uh, pick me up and throw me into the sea, he replied, and it, will become, and it will become calm. I know it is my fault that this great storm has come upon you. Instead, the men did their best to row back, uh, row back to land, but, uh, but they could not... Uh, but they could not, for the sea grew even wilder uh, than before. They cried, they cried to the Lord, O oh Lord, please do not let us die for taking this man's life. Do not hold us accountable for killing an innocent man. For you, O oh Lord, have done as you please. They looked to Jonah and they threw him overboard. And, and the raging sea grew calm. At this, the men greatly feared the Lord and they, they offered sacrifices to the Lord and made vows to him. But the Lord provided a great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was inside the fish for three days and three nights. And so, here's the consequences for the uh, for Jonah's disobedience. Everything you do, I think that's Newton's. I don't hold me to this. I think it's Newton's law. Every action has a reaction, or something like that. Was I think I was sleeping through that part of school. So, uh, but you know, everything, every action we do has a consequence. As small as it may be, it's a, it plays a big role into what happens later in life. And so disobeying God's a pretty big uh, action to take. And so it had great consequences as well. He nearly got a whole crew of people killed, and then he had to uh, sleep in uh, the hotel fish. So... Uh, and so... And, you know, that that's just a... That's just so bizarre to me. I mean... You know, I think about it, well, if it was a whale, maybe there's air in the stomach, but it's a fish. I don't know the first thing about uh, a fish's stomach, but I'm sure it's not as pleasant as uh, just doing what God told them to do. Uh, and so the, the first, you know, the second thing is there is a price to pay for the actions that we take. And we're going to go ahead and take a break from Jonah right, real quick. And if you have your Bible, skip over to uh, James chapter 1. Now, it might seem a little odd, 
when we read, we'll, we're going to start in verse uh, 19 through 25, chapter 1. And it might seem odd at first, but hang with me. Uh, I'll, go ahead, I'll go ahead and read this. My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For man's anger does not, uh, does not bring out a righteous life that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the, and humbly accept the world painted in you, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and, and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away immediately and forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law and gives freedom and gives freedom and continues to do this not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in all that he does. If, yeah. Okay, so hang with me. If, obviously, this was not written in Jonah's time. But if we look back and think about it, Jonah, and like I said, you can see that even more prevalently in uh, chapter 4, Jonah was easily angered. He was mad at God for wanting to save these people just because they were wicked. That was kind of where Jonah... What led to his first mistake was disobeying God. He didn't love the people. He was too angry about them. Uh, So, and you you know, that's that's where the uh, slow to become angry part comes in. He didn't listen to God. Well, he kind of, he heard God's word, but I don't think he actually listened to God's word. Uh, And so... He had the consequences to pay for that. He ran away from what God was asking him to do. Uh, And in doing so, he kind of forgot who he was. Uh, You know, if he's a follower of God, yet he's disobeying God, he's not doing what God's asking him to do, then he's forgetting what his job is as a part of the church. He's forgetting his role uh, to uh, to serve the kingdom. So in doing so, he forgot who he was. He looked in the mirror and has forgotten himself. And then, uh, in the last part, uh, of, of, I think it's 25, for those that do look intently into the word, they are blessed. And Jonah didn't do that. Jonah spent the night in a fish. I would not, I guess he could, it could have been worse. He could have died in the fish, but I mean, that's, I mean, that's gotta be a rough ride for three days and three nights. You know, if he would have just obeyed, he could have, he probably would have been a little better off. It, I would say a little more blessed than staying in a fish. Uh, but the good thing is, uh, he does eventually uh, do it. And so uh, we'll go ahead and read uh, chapter 3 of Jonah. So we're going back, back to Jonah. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim the message I have given you. Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord and went to Nineveh. Now Nineveh was a very important city. A visit required uh, three days. On the first day, Jonah started in the city. He proclaimed 40 more days and uh, Nineveh will be overturned. The Ninevites believed God. They declared a fat, They declared a fast in all of and all and all of them, from the greatest uh, greatest to the least, put on sackcloth. When the news reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from the throne, took off his uh, royal robes, covered himself in sackcloth, and sat down in the dust. Then he is- 
Then he issued a proclamation to Nineveh. By the decree of the king and his nobles, do not let any man or beast, uh, herd or flock, taste anything. Taste anything. Do not let them eat or drink. But let, uh, but let man and beast be uh, covered, in, covered with sackcloth. Let everyone call urgently on God. Let, let them give up their evil ways and their violence. Who, who knows? God may yet uh, relent with uh, compassion and turn uh, his fierce angers uh, that we will not perish. When God saw what uh, when God saw what they did and how they turned from their evil ways, He had compassion and did not bring upon them the destruction He had threatened. So, and then by doing what God says, everything worked out. And it's kind of kind of a funny theme if you start to read the Bible. If you just obey God, things generally work out pretty well. Uh, it's kind of mind-boggling i know uh you know the whole story would the whole story would have been probably not even something to really necessary to put in the bible i mean if if jonah just says okay god i'll i'll go do it probably not the most cool thing uh you could have me doing but i'll go do it then we really don't really just a good story about people being saved uh but we need to trying to take something from this we can't be so easily angered we can't get wrapped up in what the world uh has us and we're, we're tying james into this you know jonah probably it doesn't directly tell us but the world had a little bit of a role in jonah's hate uh for nineveh it's i mean it didn't come from god obviously uh so he he got angry too easily we got to be more calm uh, and we got, you can't listen when you're angry. That, that's rule number one. I mean, if you've ever been, you know, if you've ever been mad at somebody and they're trying to talk to you, or you're not really thinking about what they want you to do or what they're saying. They're just, you're just like, you're just steaming and you're just getting going and you don't, you don't listen to what they're actually saying. Then you can't forget who you were. Uh, you can't forget who you are. It just, it just, all James, I just really like how James kind of ties into everything, and it would have just been so nice for Jonah to have been able to avoid all this by just uh, doing what he says. And in the end, everything worked out. Uh, Jonah did what God wanted him to do eventually, after the second time, and then Nineveh was saved, and at the end of the day, God was right. Uh, so we need to probably be more open and listening to what God's putting on our hearts, what God's putting on our lives, because he's asking us to do great things. And if we're too busy thinking of something else or we're running away from our issues, then we're never going to be able to do what uh, to be. To, we're never going to be able to do what God wants us to get done. And so then those consequences are going to be paid. Hopefully we don't have to stay in a, a fish's stomach uh, Although that would probably make some really good uh, TV if that ever did happen. But uh, there's other consequences uh, uh, to be paid. And a lot of those are going to be for eternity. So be uh, quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And listen to what God has to say. Uh, If there's any way we can help anyone tonight, uh, please come down as uh, we stand and sing. 
We hope by listening to this lesson, you have found a better understanding of the Bible. And through that better understanding, find a closer relationship with God and His Son, Jesus Christ, our living Savior. If you have any questions or desire more information, please feel free to contact us here at the Dangerfield, Texas Church of Christ. You can find us at dfield.org. That's D-F-I-E-L-D-C-O-C dot O-R-G. Or you can email at dfieldcoc779 at aol.com. Or you can call us at 903-645-2896. If you are local to the Dangerfield area, we would love an opportunity to meet you and encourage you in person at 818 West W.M. Watson Boulevard, Dangerfield, Texas. 75638. Our meeting times are Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. for Bible class and 10.30 a.m. for worship service, Sunday evening at 6 p.m. for worship service, and Wednesday evening at 6.30 p.m. for our midweek Bible class. Grace and peace be with you always.